Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of According to RP on WJMS Radio. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I hope you guys are striving and surviving in these corona-infested streets. I am back with my favorite reoccurring guest, who I don't know, one day we might actually just make this a RP and PB thing. <laughs> <laughs> my boy, Paul Bromley, is back in the house. Paul, say hello. Hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> so we've we've actually kept our promise we are consistent because we said once a month you were here last month um you're here again in the month of may so i feel like we i'm a man i'm a man of my word you're a man of your word you're a man of god you're a man of god yeah there you go <laughs> respect it know know who you talk to <laughs> Um, and so, Paul, uh, I'm not even going to ask you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, you know, I wanted to, to say, you know, what's been going on. I mean, yeah. you know, we don't have to go through, I guess, months and months of recap since, you know, we've been in communication here and there. But I mean, how have you been doing uh, these last couple of weeks, really? Ah, uh, man. You know, I was going to. And that's why I said I was going to ask you the same thing. And I just took a step. I was like, there's no point even asking. I, I think I think that we we all kind of know how 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 we both have been doing I, I would say within um the last couple of weeks you know this our country's a mess our, our community um you know as far as how this country is impacting our community is it's a mess you know and and i'm just uh you know i'm i'm staying in a positive mind state as much as i can um you know but it's rough <clears throat> you know, we, we, I'm sure you feel the same way. Like we still have to, you know, do things like this and be present and be alert and active, <clears throat> you know, but inside and our, you know, mentally, like it's a lot going on, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a lot. No, I totally feel you. I mean, that point you just made, we still have to, to be present and, and, you know, keep moving on a day to day basis, keep going on with our regular lives. Like we have to, kind of go, you know, business as usual, even though we're going through a pandemic and that's already difficult. But now on top of going through this pandemic, now we're back. I mean, not, not that we ever stopped dealing with social issues, but, you know, Absolutely. this magnitude during a pandemic, you know, there's only, there's only so much we can take as an yeah. individual. I know yesterday I kind of, I kind of shut down a little bit. You know, I was still talking to my therapist and, you know, at this point it's kind of just like check-ins like, Hey girl, how you doing? You know? Yeah. And I was just explaining to him because my therapist is actually white, yeah. uh, <laughs> a white, a former attorney. So, you know, he's cynical. He gets me. He's younger. Um, and I have my reasons, you know, for, for actually going with a white male who's, you yeah. know, um, but, you know, I was just explaining to him. I was just like, you know, obviously I know you've seen the news, sir. And there's a lot going on here. And, you know, as a black woman, as a black mother, just as a black person in general, like it's just a lot of this is overwhelming and I'm not a, a big crier. I'm not like a, I'm not a crier unless it's like a funeral or something must have really like 
you know, got me off kilter or whatever. But I felt like my my eyes even wanting to moisten up. I felt like, you know, my chest, like I had a whole body reaction when I was talking to him about just how difficult it is and how when you see comments from white people, it's just like, you guys really just don't get it. Um, so that was me yesterday. And I had work to do. You know, I've been doing a lot of pro bono work and I just didn't want to do anything. Like I had to snap out of it at some point because whether it's pro bono work or not, you know, the people on the receiving end, it's not their fault that, you know, I'm going through something. But the fact that I had to like keep it together and you have to keep it together and put a smile on your face and move on. Like it's just difficult. Yeah, it it definitely is. And, you know, unfortunately it's, you know, and this is a term I know we, we, you know, people use it a lot, but it's the mask. Um, that we wear, you know, well, which is, which is, you know, an interesting thing to say, you know, because we are literally walking around wearing masks yep, yep. <laughs> now in the pandemic, but like, you know, as, as black people, you know, in this country, like we've always had to, you know, mask and, uh, you know, push down our pain, um, you know, in efforts, I guess, to make other people around us, you know, feel comfortable, you know, white people for lack of better words, or, you know, uh, or, or people who, who subscribe to, to, to white supremacist thought, you know, and it's just, you know, I think it's gotten to a point now where we are just sick and tired and we're taking off the mask. You know, it's, it's, we've, we've tried to be peaceful. People have tried to, you know, um, assimilate. We've had, you know, a black president. We've had, you know, there's there's been so many things in place that should have pushed this country forward when it comes to to race relations and yet we are still sitting here you know with the president in 29 excuse me 2020 who's repeating you know racist white supremacist uh viewpoints when it comes to protesters and quote-unquote looters mm-hmm. as a white supremacist southern uh governor um or, or leader or what have you in 1967 so it's like, what what can we do? There's absolutely nothing that we can do to make you all see us as human beings. There's absolutely nothing that can be done to fix this, you know, social experiment called America. It just isn't working and people are tired and people are exploding. And I think that's what we're seeing, you know, in the country right now. You know, stop killing us. We're sick and tired of it. And it's like a pressure cooker. And we're just, people are just sick of it. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. You know, and I know we'll definitely get into more of this, you know, as the conversation continues, but I totally agree. And it's like, you know, I always go to my Haitian roots when these things happen because I, you know, whether I want to or not, you know, this like fire just builds in me and I'm just like, this cannot be okay. Right. Um, so I, I totally understand. I totally sympathize and I empathize and, and, and all of that with everything that's going on right now, because like you said, it is a pressure cooker. And at some point, yeah. you know, something has to be done. It's either we continue to allow nothing to happen and we continue to just turn the blind eye like, oh, another one. All right. You know, let me let me step over this body right quick. Right. And get to my yeah. my next destination. Or do we do we truly, you know, fight for our freedom, right? And I know, you know, Malcolm X has been playing in a lot of people's minds, you know, as of late, people have been reposting, people have gone back to his book to reread, Mm -hmm. um, just to kind of, you know, hear Brother Malcolm's 
um, you know, viewpoints on, you know, police brutality and what the people should do. But, you know, I think what resonates more in my mind is the fact that, you know, are you willing to die for, you know, for, for your freedom? You know, what is the, what is the price of freedom? What is the cost? And if mm. you're not really to, if you're not ready to, to go that far, then you don't really want to be free. And I think when we think about the, the ancestry here in the United States and, you know, like I said, in Haiti, in all of these countries where, you know, black people have been oppressed, you know, we, I mean, I have only seen real change happen when bloodshed is occurring, when houses are being burnt down, when, when total destruction hits, right? That is because that's when they'll finally see, that's when they finally have no choice but to reckon. But, um, you know, a lot of people have their own opinions on this. Yeah. And you know, like I said, we'll probably get into that a little later in the conversation, but yeah. Um, I, think, I feel know, like we both have to bite our tongues right now. Um, to I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I'm not I'm not really keen on biting my tongue so much, which is probably why I will never uh, become, you know, I don't know, Supreme Court justice <laughs> in this country. <laughs> no, I, I mean, like biting our tongue as far as oh, trying so to move that, on. Yeah. So that, yeah. So that we have something to talk about later. <laughs> oh, I know. Because I'm like, man, we didn't even do the womp womp. Yeah. Day. The we haven't done anything. We haven't done anything. Let's do these preliminaries oh, because we just, you know how we are. No, we be talking, man. We be talking. Yeah, we do. Oh. We be talking. <laughs> so, <laughs> before I get into the preliminaries, though, I do want to say it is Haitian Mother. Well, it's Haitian Mother's Day, and I know some people are like, "How is it that you guys oh. have two Mother's Day?" But it's Haitian Mother's Day, and the Dominic, our Dominican, uh, you know, family as well too. It's Dominican uh, Mother's Day. I mean, it's the same island, so I guess but it's the sense. But yeah, so right. Happy yeah. Mother's Day to all of that's my. A, that's another conversation for another day. But I go know, ahead. I know I'm have to bring a Dominican on here to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but Happy Mother's Day to our Haitians out there and to the Dominicans. Absolutely, to you guys too. Um, you know, enjoy, enjoy the day, enjoy it. Um, you know. Thank you for being you. <laughs> Thank you for being mothers and putting up with, with your kids. Um, but I just definitely wanted to put that out there and just say happy Mother's Day. Because if I did not, I feel like the Haitian coalition would have uh, slipped in my DM real quick. <laughs> Word. Yeah, happy Mother's Day, everyone. That's beautiful. <laughs> yes. So let's go on to our Urban Dictionary Word or Phrase of the Week. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> The definition. Um, what does keep keep mean? What's on fleek? Can you use it in a sentence? I've been a fleek, Gillette. And it's gonna be lit. Major key. It's time for the Urban Dictionary word or phrase of the week. You know the funny thing about all this is that I still don't think I've defined skeet skeet on this. <laughs> I don't think yet. you. I don't think you need to. <laughs> I think if, if Skeet Ski is, if they want to find out what that means, if you if you know, you know. <laughs> if you don't know, you find out on your own. Don't put that on yourself. I was like, oh, <laughs> no pun intended. Okay, move along. <laughs> mercy, mercy. mercy. <laughs> move along. <laughs> oh, man. So this week's Urban Dictionary Word of the Week. I hate you, Paul. <laughs> I know. That's why, that's why I'm here. That's why you brought me here. <laughs> This week's Urban Dictionary word of the week is Karen. Karen, Karen, Karen. So um. <laughs> we've been talking about, I mean, we talk about Karen a lot. Mm. Black people talk about Karen a lot. But, you know, this week, as we get into 
our womp womp. Uh, we've been talking about Karen a lot for the last couple of, of weeks. Like Karen's coming out of my mouth every other day now. Yeah, Karen's having her moment in the sun right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Karen is sunbathing right now on some yeah. sort of balcony, or and not, and not socially distancing. Yes, not socially distancing, or she's actually on the beach somewhere with her friends, not socially distancing. Invite not, not socially distancing. Yeah, because because of freedom. Yeah, because Karen is above the law. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt like we should actually go to the Urban Dictionary and define Karen. You know, I know a lot of us, for the most part, we know what Karen is. But I've been seeing a lot of articles, you know, how to identify a Karen, how to not raise a Karen. And so I feel like there's some certain, there's certain characteristics that we need to really hone in on if we're really going to, you know, figure out who is Karen. How do we protect ourselves, right? So, Urban Dictionary has several, um, several definitions, but one of them that I really liked was, Karen drives either an SUV or a minivan, can be <laughs> found complaining to managers at either Burger King or any McDonald's with a play area, mm. drinks crappy wine with other non-working mom friends at book club. <laughs> Barefoot. Mm-hmm. Barefoot in hoodies and sweaters and I've seen it with my own eyes uh-huh. and post stupid memes on Instagram daily. Her husband, she has a husband who works at an office job or makes all Kevin. the money for her Kevin. or law enforcement. Definitely all law enforcement. Yes. Oh yeah. Get, law enforcement. <laughs> FDNY. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. I, I had to add some stuff because I feel like this uh, definition is missing. Don't forget so, FDNY. Don't forget them. Listen, FDNY, I feel like that's, that's the biggest one right there. <laughs> FDNY. Um, <laughs> Karens can also be found on forums on the internet talking about how much they hate Fortnite, social media, especially <laughs> TikTok, and their husband because Karens are bold. Yes. Karens. Bold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Karen also owns a variety of Walmart running shoes, which they wear 24-7. Yes. And uh, my favorite one, which sums up pretty much everything, Karen is pretty much an entitled parent. An entitled white woman. Uh, so that is that is the definition of Karen. And I, I thought that it was important because, yes, we understand some of the, you know, the the personalities of the Karen, you know. Um, we, you know, we've seen, um, what was it? Parking lot Patty. Yes. You know, I, I almost forgot these names, but we know, we know who, you know, we had names for them. Like there was one summer where it was like every other week I had a one. There, there was a new one. There yeah. was a new one, right? Yeah. Um, but I feel like Karen just encompasses everything that, you know, that the, you know, stereotypical, um, you know, racist, uh, white woman embodies yeah yeah no i i totally agree i mean the minivan and the suv one that definitely hit it on the uh, on the nose because they're usually like a soccer mom or some sort of you know uh you know some sort of like you know uh yeah with with brown brown roots with 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 blonde you know highlights yeah Mm. i was about to say that the brown roots the brown roots and the blonde highlights toward the end is definitely indication that you so if you see that ladies and gentlemen if you see the brown roots and the glistening gold ends. I'm not saying that she's 100% Karen, but these are things that you need to start. You know, if you, if you, if you see minivan, SUV, and you got to put the clues together, and the brown roots and the, the, the ends being, you know, blonde, 
you might have a Karen on your hands. I feel like people need to put the con- the clues together, you know? Stay woke, stay woke. But they you know, but you know what, Rita? There, you know that the the Karens are highly pissed off with with the term Karen, and they're trying to um, equate it to a racial slur, um, and which which I personally find to be absolutely hilarious that they're trying to equate the word the term Karen with with nigger, as if you know. Gosh. As if white women were called Karens, you know, dur- during slavery. Yeah, or during or, the w- women's suffrage. Yeah, or or as if you know, white white women. And when I say when I say white women, I, I hate even giving this this disclaimer. But like you know, it's just the same as when people use the term white people. We're not talking about each and every person as an individual. We're talking about the collective thought of of people who subscribe to to white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be Karens, that can be white people, white women. Like that's it's just. Yeah, that's just the term that's being used. But like, this this is the same group of people who have been calling black women Shaquanda and mm. black men Jamal's and uh, yeah, and uh, Latina L- Latina women uh, Maria's and Consuelas yeah. and Jose's, you know, and every other you know uh, Punjabs and, uh, and Apus and Maylings. These are the same people who have been labeling people of uh, minorities by 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 certain monikers you know for years and now you all have the audacity to be upset because for the last 10 months someone's been calling you karen <laughs> yeah i mean and and that <laughs> and right there that is again in the karen playbook right it to is play the victim to you know to, to to yeah play the victim really i feel like it's, it's just like at the top of the list to play the victim to make it seem like everything is about them like this is not about you like you like you are legit trying to you know, you're breaking the law and then you're trying to justify why you should be able to do something and not anybody else like you. And then it's, you know, in the same breath, you see somebody else doing something and you're like racial profiling, you're doing all these things. And it's, it's like, people are tired of it. Or we're tired of the Karens. We're tired of the, cause Gertrude is the grandmother, right? Cause there's Becky. Oh, we all know what Becky, you know, the Becky, Becky is, is Becky is the daughter. Do- Becky is the daughter. He's the daughter. Karen is the is, is the mother yes. and Gertrude is the grandma perpetuating Absolutely. the same behavior. Absolutely. So Gertrude's I hate Gertrude's too. Oh, they're the worst because Aren't they're they? older. They're yeah. older seasoned. And they remember the time. They 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 lived through it when when, when black people wasn't shit. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to go back to them days so bad. Oh yeah. They're always trying to snap us back in time. They're always <laughs> trying to snap us back in time. You know, so <laughs> Um, so that is the Urban Dictionary Word of the Week. I hope you guys, you know, are now empowered with this information. I'm not sending you out there to do nothing with Nothing it. at all. Don't do I'm nothing at all. Just saying, be aware, open your eyes, look for the brown roots, and look to see if they're driving a minivan. So my favorite section of this show is always the big up of the week. I mean, I enjoy everything, but the big up of the week, you know, we get to highlight people and, and really, um, you know, big up our black community. So it is now time for the big up of the week. So this week's big up of the week is the bus driver. I do not know his name, but the New York City bus driver who stood in solidarity with the protesters last night in downtown Brooklyn um, when NYPD herded a bunch of people that they arrested for protesting onto the city bus and the bus driver refused to drive it. 
He's yep. solidarity with these people and was like, I'm not driving that a nan bus. And, and as as he should not have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they would have locked his ass up too if, if they if, if um if he wasn't driving the bus. Let me tell you, I was wondering, I'm like, <laughs> what happened to Sir Bus Driver? You know, did they give him a citation? Because I feel like these cops be these cops be, you know, about it, about it in these streets, no limit soldiers. And yeah. I felt like when I saw that, I'm like, how did he get away with not driving the bus? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, he definitely he definitely deserves that big up. And, you know, it's, this is it, to me, it just kind of harking back to, um, you know, how, you know, how, how important it is for, you know, they don't really, people don't really understand like people who, who do like public services, like drive buses and, you know, people who do custodial work and things of that nature. Like those are the people, the blue collar people, especially in the black community or whatnot, who really keep this city in particular, we keep it running. Y'all can't do anything without us. Y'all treat black people like, like shit. But we are your essential workers. We are your bus drivers. We, you know, you, there's absolutely nothing. You cannot keep the city running without us. So I loved, I love to see it personally. Yeah, no, I was, I was happy about that. I, you know, I seen so many people posting. I had two cousins, actually, two younger cousins. I know I have a lot of other people that were out there in these streets, um, but I had two younger cousins. You know, this, I think this was their first protest ever because they were like, one was still in high school, one like had just graduated high school and they were so excited because their mom texted me like, the kids are out, <laughs> the kids are protesting. And I'm like, good for them. I'm not saying my protesting days are over, but we're still in a pandemic and I am a little, you know, sensitive i'm not trying to you know i'm willing to die for my freedom but not not by corona yeah I hear you. <laughs> not by corona um but you know she texted me and so I, you know she was giving me play by play and one of my cousins his friend actually got mace so you know as a young kid who's not really used to this type of stuff you know it could be very traumatic you watch your friend get maced um so it was a little hectic out there from what i under- understood depending on i guess where you were but um, I am really happy that there were, you know, people like the bus driver who was just like, y'all can round up whoever y'all want to round up on this bus. But if you're telling me that they're protesting, you know, for social justice, like who am I to hold them off to, you know, the devil's den? Correct. So, yeah, I don't know his name. I don't know if they ever released it, but I'm going to be looking for it. And I think that, you know, his name should be. <clears throat> said as well too big up to the to the bus driver i think because i think it's a it's a it's a coordinated effort amongst them for what i understand a lot of a lot of the bus drivers are taking their stance mm. um so big up to big up to them yeah definitely so now with every high there is a low and we, we're going to be talking about a lot of lows on this show i mean we already started but you know i felt like if we had to name a womp womp you know that was a little bit light because we don't want to we don't have time to be, you know, going in through, you know, <laughs> every level of um, social justice issues with these, you know, with these womp womps. But I wanted to give the womp womp to Amy Cooper. See, last time you were here, I didn't have some of these sounds. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I'm saying, like, you're stepping it up. Like, I mean, listen, yeah. I, I mean, listen, listen I got to compete in these streets. You know, everybody, everybody has a talk show now, you know, everybody's you know, <laughs> quarantine, quarantine talk show host. So I need to, I need to be relevant. <laughs> yeah, you, listen, I'm just excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so we are talking about the infamous Amy Cooper. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know about you, but 
I definitely, I definitely felt so much rage when I saw that video of her essentially threatening Christopher Cooper, which was very ironic to me how they both shared the last name. I thought it was a typo in, you know, in, in the reporting, but apparently they're both, you know, they're both Cooper, which one of my friends actually highlighted that this is very interesting. You have the slave master and the slave. That's what I was was just about to say that. I was like, hmm, interesting. Where I'm, where I'm from, there's like my last name is Bromley, and there's like uh, where I'm from, Virginia. There's a string of white Bromleys and there's a string of black Bromleys, and we don't interact whatsoever. But like, come on, clearly, yep, come on. You so yeah, know. so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you already know. Yeah. But this Amy Cooper, um, you know, her threatening Christopher Cooper by saying, "I'm going to call the police and I'm going to say that an African American man is threatening me," and she had to throw in her dog in there too. It couldn't just be her. Her, no, threatening the damn dog too, yes. because you know they don't play with dogs. Oh no! And she knew that. And again, that's the power of the Karen, isn't it? You you couldn't just say me. <clears throat> you, but then she went full Karen mode, though. And when she got on the call, them them fake white tears, them white woman tears started flowing. The trembling in her voice, man. And was you know, and just to give some context, I mean, I'm sure everyone who knows what what the hell we're we're talking about, but like you know, this guy Christopher Cooper, who's a, a African American um, man, approached Amy in Central Park because they were in this area, I believe, called the Ramble. Yeah. Um, and she was walking her dog, and you're supposed to have your dog uh, on a leash. And of course, you know, Karen being Karen, the rules don't apply to them. No. So you know, they you know, she's letting her dog like just walk around. Um, you know, unleashed and Christopher, who is apparently he's a he's a bird watching a bird a bird enthusiast and a nature enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, uh, like not even just a passive one. Like he's like that nigga apparently when it comes to like birds. He's like on the Audubon Society and he's done work with like HBO and I think Marvel or DC Comics mm-hmm. or things of that nature. Like he's like super Dude, duper. Like- yeah, but like he was concerned about obviously about the you know the 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 nature being compromised um, and safety, so he approached her and asked her to leash her dog, um, and the whole thing just took a a racist Karen left with her like you know just completely just unloading unleashing on this guy, and as Rita just said like you know making threats and and following through with it by calling the police and telling him that I'm going to tell them that there's a an, uh, an African-American man um, threatening my life and threatening my dog. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't doing anything like that. Whatsoever. And I think what saved him, honestly, is the fact that he was recording. I mean, she even 100%. took towards him. She, I mean, if I was him, I would have been like, yo, she came, she came up to my face to come check me, which we saw on the camera. She backed up. Yeah. Poor Fido, man. Fido was going through it. Fido was being dragged. Yeah, and she was I, choking the shit out of the dog on top no, of it. Oh, <laughs> I was just like, a part of me felt like, you know, you know, Fido's been around Karen for so long. He probably picked up some Karen tendencies too. It was like, yo, yeah. I need my freedom. So let me yelp a little louder. Right. <laughs> I see yeah. a camera. Let yeah. me, get, let me get my freedom back. But, exactly. And the uh, dog was white too. Yeah. The, it was a white dog. It was mm-hmm. a white dog, a white powdery. It's parallels. Parallels. Yeah, I'm telling you, we got to put is the context clues, Paul. We got to put these clues <laughs> together. We go, we going somewhere here. We are. We here. We're going somewhere here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was. It was. I think that video. You know, and many people have said it. If if it was not for that video, um, who knows what could have happened? And I think that's why. You know, we've we've dealt with again. You know, said parking lot patties and all of them. We we've seen. We've seen this. We know them. We know them by their roots, right? But 
Yeah. The issue is that, you know, at some point, like when we're when now when we're seeing, you know, white, I mean, white women, um, you know, making all these false, false accusations and then black people, you know, getting the, the short end of the stick, getting, you know, brutalized for false, you know, for false reporting people losing their lives literally just from, you know, a, 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 a police standard, what people would consider standard police contact. Right. Um, the fact, you know, once you, once the boys come out, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. And if there was no camera, who knows? Like she gave his, you know, description, African-American man with a helmet. If they, if he were to leave the scene, cause I think they both left by the time, you know, anybody showed up, but let's say he didn't right. record that. And he left. And now the boys now are looking for a black African-American man with a, a, a helmet. Like what could in have Central happened? Central Park. In Central Park. And that's another symbolic place right there. Central Park. Yeah. Like all of it was, was it was all of it was just very like intense for me Ooh. because to me, it's like, you know, you know, you're not blind. You know, apparently she, this, this, this Amy Cooper person, she's a liberal um, like a white woman as well. Like I know she donated to like the Obama campaigns. And so, so for all intents and purposes, you know, she is what you would consider to be a, a white liberal, not a, she's not a Trumper. She's not a right wing. So that means to me that you are aware of the social justice issues that are going on in America. And you know, that as a white woman, um, you know, it, when you call the police and you cry and you say, there's a big black man, a big, you know, after me, what are they going to do? They're threatening me. What are they going to do when they get to their park and they find that big black man, quote unquote, or a big, a big black, or a big black man? It didn't have to be that black man. You're absolutely right. A black black man. You know, you know what you you know what you're doing and what you what and and what you had he not had that camera had they not fled the scene when you make calls like that and when you use the police as as a lot of Karens tend to do as your personal bodyguard or your personal customer service when black people step out of line, mm-hmm. you know what you're doing. You know what those possible re- repercussions can be. And had he not had that camera, had you all not left the scene, what happened to George Floyd is what exactly what you wanted to see happen to Christopher Cooper just because he told you, he, because just because he told you what you need, what, you, to, what, so, what to do. Mm-hmm. Or because he said something to you that you did not like, or because you know you don't like to be told what to do mm-hmm. by by black people or, or, or black men, and you know, so to me, that is you know that's the danger of that's one that's the danger of of, of the white of white liberals. Yeah, you know? they're the worst. Um, yeah, to me, they're worse than the than than the the conservative trumpeteers. To be honest, white, white women liberals are more dangerous than uh, white women <clears throat> conservatives because we already know what they're about right but it's the white liberal that hide among us that they're marching alongside of us but when it comes down to a situation like that yeah situation all of that goes out the window and they just i feel like they just see white and black yeah because that type of woman like you know her you know with the type of you know field that she worked in like she works in like corporate america mm-hmm. and she does like hiring and things of that nature at least white conservatives like for the most part um, you know, they kind of stay to themselves. They don't really mix or intermingle with, with black people, you know, no, you know, they don't, I'm not going to say that they, they don't have, you know, um, uh, careers or, or like, you know, or, you know, you know, working like big cities. Cause that's obviously not true either, but like for the most part, they kind of like stay to themselves, but white liberals, like they're going to move into your neighborhood. They're going to move into Harlem. Mm-hmm. 
They're going to move into Brooklyn. They're going to gentrify your neighborhood. They're going to eat at your wing spots. Correct. They're going to be around you. So you're more likely to encounter a white, a white liberal person who moves into your area and then tries to completely change the identity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, you know, this place, you know, this interaction obviously happened in, you know, in, in central park, but <clears throat> you know, the, the, the encounters, we've all had these type of encounters with, with liberals, with white liberal women before, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's just, it's dangerous because you know, because you are aware of the social issues in this country as a liberal, especially, and you're supposed to be empathetic to them. You know what can happen and you know what you were doing and you did it simply because you didn't like what you were being told or, or, and you know what the implications of a white woman screaming, uh, uh, danger, stranger danger, or, you know, or even we've seen instances in the past of, you know, white women accusing black men of rape, you, yep. you know what I mean? And like things of that nature, look at Emmett Till, you know, like it's these things have happened, you know, time and time and time again, um, you know, and luckily, like you said, the camera, the cameras were there because this could have gone a very, very different way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like that's, I mean, that's what's inciting, you know, individuals all across the world because it, it it is in my opinion a modern day Emmett Till situation where it's like how dare you black man even utter words a word to, yeah, yes 100% and my dog yeah my white dog yeah but they took their damn dog away too didn't they black twitter got on that ass they listen. took it the- <laughs> <laughs> they were like listen here man we're gonna take that pooch Black Twitter turned into um, the chief from Carmen San Diego. They said, they were like, listen up, gumshoes. We've got a mission. They got rid of that dog, that job. Her ass is done. No, listen. Yeah, they were not playing games, yo. ASPCS was involved. (laughs) And, you know, I don't know if PETA was called. I don't know. They, they, They hashtagged and they added who they added. All I know is that she was stripped away from her dog. Yeah. Which is probably the greatest pain ever. Yeah. Uh, no job. But the thing is, at the end of the day, though, for me, I always call for the prosecution of these individuals because of the, talk about it. Because I was going to go there next. So go right on ahead. Magnitude, because it's the ma- it's the magnitude of of the of the circumstance of the situation. I mean, I saw a lot of people talking about, oh, well, you know, it could have went worse, but it didn't. I even saw. So his niece, I don't know how, I don't know who we know in, in the same circle, his niece, Christopher Cooper's niece had actually um, issued, you know, a statement, an article on um, social media, and also on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. stating that, you know, they've forgiven her and whatnot. And then she proceeded to post, you know, uh, an um, a article about how to not raise an Amy Cooper. So kind of like a listen, this, this happened, right, guys? But let's, let's, let's figure out how do we hold hands and kumbaya and let's get to the next level and then there are people who are just like f that shit i don't think so because at the end of the day yeah it went right for you this time had that camera not been there though he probably would have been dead or could have been dead or seriously injured and that's why for me you know i'm a christian person but you know i gotta work on the forgiveness front you know all of us have our weaknesses that is mine um So I, I don't know about this quick forgiveness situation, but, you know, everybody has to do what's good for them. Maybe that was what was good for his soul. Okay. But the Karens will continue 
the Gertrude will continue to act in this reckless manner, this, this wanton disregard for human life manner, if there is no serious penalties. Okay, she, she got her dog right. taken away. She got her yeah. job taken away. She's Karen. You don't think she's resourceful? She's going to get another job. Right. She's going to get another dog. She's going to get, you know, another apartment. Like, yeah. these are not, these are only temporary setbacks. So we need to be yeah. able to move forward with the prosecution of these. I mean, we, there's, there's clear criminal charges for people who make false reports and accusations. Like, we need yeah. to really move forward with that. But and 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 I agree with that one hundred percent. Um, and I, but I think that there needs to be some sort of, uh, I don't know, a new law or something that makes it even more of a crime. Um, you know, I don't know if it can be considered under the hate crime statutes or what. But when white people intentionally, yes, call call the police on, um, you know, on black people or on minorities in general, to be quite honest with you, you know, especially black or Latino, um, people, you know, with with no actual um underlying reason I, to me that's almost it's it, there has to be something a little because yeah sure okay you're making a false re- police report but there, there's more of a malicious intent there than just making a false oh, yeah. police report oh, yeah. the, the intent is that you know how the police you know that if i call the police on this person if i lie to them they're going to believe me because i'm white and this person is black and they're going to do some sort of harm to them. Maybe it's physical harm. Maybe it's just arresting them. Maybe, you know, but it, 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 your intention, you're motivated by this person's race to make this false police report. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, there are people, you know, with a higher pay grade than mine, you know, that that are tasked to do this work. But I, I feel like, and I don't know, it would make for interesting prosecutions and I don't know how you'd be able to prove intent. I don't know. But because hate crimes are hard enough to 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 establish and prove in front of a jury, but but we had the video in this one. I feel like yeah. you know, I mean, in, in most cases, like you said, there aren't really videos like that. There might be like street cams, but actually cap capturing you know voice and and whatnot. Um, but I totally agree with you with respect to um, with respect to you know legislation. I know that um, it was m- maybe sometime last year. You know, the the days and the years escape me, so I don't even. Right. But it might have been, I think, actually 2018, because I remember I had my aunt on, according to RP, um, Assemblywoman Rodney Spichot, and she had actually, you know, uh, you know, uh, lobbied or or put in, um, you know, a law called Jeremy's Law, mm-hmm. and that law was basically addressing um, the issues of, you know, women, or people calling po- uh, police, you know, making false reports on children. I don't know if you remember that situation where. Mm-hmm young boy was in the grocery store or a bodega or whatever and I think either his backpack touched this white woman's backside and she like accused you know called the cops yes yeah Yeah. so she so she enacted you know Jeremy's law uh, as a response to that but it was more specific toward children so I think that you know you're absolutely correct I feel like there might be these bills out there, but you know how our government is, you know, they pick and choose what they want, what's more pressing, what's more sexy. So I'm hoping that there, if there actually is a bill already there or was written, maybe ladies and gentlemen, we can uh, push that forward or make, or let's revamp it, do whatever you need to do because this shit is getting out of control. Yeah. Or or maybe even just uh, being able to add the hate crime um, statute or charge to apply it to filing false police report. You know, if you can prove that, you know, the police report was filed, the false police report was filed, 
you know, uh, with the motivation being, uh, you know, a person's, you know, uh, race or uh, sexual orientation, what what have you. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. You know, that's, that's yeah. definitely something I think that's worth looking into. Definitely. Because it's, it's out of hand. It's ridiculous. Well, it, it, it absolutely is. And it's it's terrifying because, you know... For first, for more than one reason, obviously. I mean, I'm my son is 13 years old, and he's he he may actually be taller than me right now. We're we're always we're always you know height height checking. He's always height checking me, but he might actually be taller than me at this point. And he's a little he's you know he's a little thickums. You know, we're you know the quarantine 30 has caught mm-hmm. us all in this house. Um, and so and as you would say, mercy, mercy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, the struggle is real, but. He's a 13-year-old boy who has, he's starting to get a little bass in his voice. And my son is his mother's child. He is mm-hmm. a product of the Haitian community. He is a descendant of Toussaint Louverture. You cannot tell this boy nothing without yeah. him coming back at you and saying, where, does this, where is the sense in this? And he doesn't care who you are. Anybody can get it, which is, uh, which is great. But yeah. it's scary when we're talking about black boys in these streets. And right. so for so many reasons, I think it's important for the legislature, for these elected officials, for these people that we voted into power to really make this a priority. I understand there are a million priorities out there, but I think the senseless killings of black people, the, you know, the false reporting that's happening leading to senseless killings of black people and people of color in general need to be at the top of the list. And it's not even just for my son. It's for me as well as a black woman, because, you know, I understand, you know, there's the plight of the black man, but at this point I feel it's the plight of the black person. Because yeah, 100%. Yeah, being punched out. I don't know if I sent you that video. The woman in Ann Arbor, Michigan, not too long ago was literally being dragged and punched in her face repeatedly by law enforcement. Yeah. There was a, there was a video last night of a woman, um, being punched right here in New York city. Um, you know, but by, by, while she was out protesting, these, you know, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Yeah. They just see <clears throat> and that's all it is. They don't even yeah. care. They don't even check to see if you're a man or a woman no more. They don't oh, even no. care about that. <clears throat> Not at all. Not at all. So yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. <clears throat> so now moving on to, I guess it was just supposed to be the, the topic topic, but you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> everything is just, it's, it's just so much to talk about. And, and these things are important, you know, it's not like some of our other episodes where you could joke around about a couple of things, but these things are real issues. But uh, you know, the Joy Floyd situation, obviously yeah. you know, the senseless killing of, of, of George Floyd, rest in peace. Um, you know, this, this is really what's been getting a lot of, you know, national attention over the last, you know, couple of days really right um and which has kind of revived this 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 um this sense of like we are not okay this needs to stop we need to stop with these hashtags like the last two months of pandemic have been really really rough and people are tired and the george the george floyd killing that took place in minneapolis minnesota um has lit a fire into black people, black and brown people, and and I suppose their allies as well, all over the world to basically, you know, demand for justice, like demand that we are treated like humans. We are not, you know, three-fourths of a person. Um, 
you know, it's it's really, it's really, I don't know, like these last couple of days, I've never seen, at least within the last several years of these race relation issues going out of hand, I feel like the Minneapolis, Minnesota burning might have been the most extensive I've seen within the last couple of years of people rioting. Like I know Ferguson and other places like that, they were burning things down, but I feel like there's been a lot more damage in Minnesota. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think you have to look at the context in which, you know, all of this is, is going on. Uh, you know, we're in the middle of, um, you know, a, a global pandemic um, that is impacting in this country uh, specifically um, black and brown people um, at highly alarming rates, um, more so than, you know, our, our white counterparts. Um, <clears throat> you have that going on. You have people losing their jobs, you have all-time unemployment, um, high unemployment rates. Who's that also impacting? Our people. You have, you know, uh, people who have to go to work, who are essential workers, who are at the front lines, whether it be, um, you know, nurses um, or even people who, you know, stock the shelves or work at your Target and your local grocery stores and things of that nature. Who are those people typically going to be? Black and brown people and predominantly black and brown women. Um, Then you have not only do you have the you know the travesty and the tragedy that was the uh the the murder and execution of George Floyd but right on the tail of that you had um the um the murder of uh Brianna um Taylor in mm-hmm. Kentucky um you know by the police um who Brianna was a, a EMT worker and there was a um a raid conducted on her house she wasn't even the target of the warrant or the wet raid from what I said I believe it was her boyfriend yeah she was um, yeah, you know, and you know, you, and, and she loses her life, um, and then you have right on the tail of that, um, over happening right b- um, before that, the execution of Ahmad, um, um, Arbery mm-hmm. in Georgia, <clears throat> you know, and all of these murders were either, you know, that particular murder, especially Ahmad Arbery, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a classic tale of, you know, uh, of, of white just rage, just mm-hmm. just clan mentality, um, you know white supremacy and you know or these other two murders um you know of brianna and and george who are which were murders state sanctioned murders you know that were executed as extensions of by agencies that unfortunately are extensions of white supremacy no they're clansmen clansmen instead of wearing the white shoes they're wearing police uniforms correct you know so you have all of this pent up anger, all this pent up frustration. We can't move. We can't go anywhere. We're losing money. We're losing people. We're losing, you know, as black people, we're either losing you people to this pandemic or we're losing them to, you know, to, to murder um, based on white supremacy. So we're fed. People are fed up. So, yeah. So I think that, you know, many um, Minneapolis um, burning. 100%. I think that it's it's probably one of the worst ones that we've seen, which is, you know, telltale of all the other uprisings and the and the, the, the complete malaise that is going on in major cities all over this country right now because we are, people are just sick and tired. Like, it's not, you're not just dealing with the fact that people are dying from the police. You're, we're dealing with a lot of other things. It's, like I said before, it's a, it's a pressure cooker. People are sick and tired. And it, I think that it, it's gotten to a point now where it's, it's popped, you know, like it's, there's, there's, it's exploded and people are just sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, you can't have all these things all going on at once and expect us to just expect people rather than just sit around and, 
you know, with that, with sitting on their hands, like what the hell, what, 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 what can be done? We've tried it one way. It's not working. So, so what is, what is it that we have to do? Do we have to tear down, you know, your capitalistic structures? Is that what we, is that what people have to do? Because it's clear that, you know, in America, people value things and commodities and corporations and things of that nature over, you know, actual brown and black bodies that built the capitalist system <laughs> that you value more than black lives. You know what I mean? So what the fuck? Yeah. For lack of better words, like what do y'all ex- what do y'all expect? What do you guys what do you guys expect to happen? And it's it's true that you say that because I know a lot of the comments, you know, I've been posting a lot on, you know, my platforms, you know, a, a lot more on according to RP because it's kind of like more of the hot topics news social justice platform. Um, but even on my personal you know, because I, I, you know, I don't want to leave that alone too. Not everybody knows that according to RP is reappear. And, you know, I've always been known standalone to be somebody who's been either somewhat of an activist, you know, really just trying to do what I have to do. Um, and I had posted, you know, the, uh, a, a picture, not a picture, but a, a video of, um, one of the Minnesota or Minneapolis, whatever buildings burning. Um, and my caption was, you know, no justice, no peace. And, you mm-hmm. know, I, you know, put a little hashtag up in there. So, you know, that got the trolls running, you know, when you hashtag the trolls come and yeah, I had trolls on my page. I didn't even know one of my friends was like, who are these white people you have, uh, you know, you friends. Where they come from? I ain't got no, <laughs> this is not, this, these are not no, no white friends. These are, these are trolls. Right. But what was just interesting, like what seems to be, you know, their, their the rhetoric amongst a lot of these um, white individuals and even some black people too is just that you know it's pro- you know talk about it's the black it's the black people too you know um, you know this property you know what about you know this you know so so you're gonna just destroy property you're gonna just destroy buildings what is buildings and taking things from Target and what is that gonna do and you know to be very honest, like, you know, when you first, so when you first see these images of the targets and people running out, you know, although a lot of the images I've seen have been white people stealing lamps and, and running out of targets. Like, that's what I'd be doing if I was there. <laughs> so, <laughs> you <know>? yes. <laughs> you know, that's what they taken out of the target. Um, but at first it was like, yo, what did target do? Because in my mind, I'm not against uh, protesting and burning shit down. I'm not, again, it could be a result of my Haitian ancestry because that's how we got our freedom. We cut heads off and we burnt and we burnt places down. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. And it worked. <laughs> and it worked. If it didn't work, I understand, but it worked right now mm-hmm. in this particular situation. I was, I'm not against it, but in, for me, I'm like, wh- why is there not, you know, a protest happening in front of these, you know, the, these, the, the DA's office, why is the DA's office still standing? You know, I mean, I saw that the, the, the police station got burned down. Okay. But that's, I mean, I, I think I would have been more strategic, I guess, with it. But then at the end of the day, when we're talking about this, you know, like you said, the pressure cooker, you know, you don't, nobody's, there's no real rhyme or reason at, at times when it comes to, you know, making a statement, you know, you're going to make a statement, however you're going to make a statement. And if the target got to get it, the target's going to get it. Um, but I find that that seemed to be like the conversation is what about the property? What about the things as opposed mm-hmm. to being behind that? You know, the struggle of the of a people that have never, never been people. We've never been actual people in this country. And people are and we're tired of burying, you know, our loved ones. We're tired of, of 
of feeling scared just to go to the corner store, just to walk down the street. Like th- these are real issues and, and people are not seeing that. They're just seeing that, oh, these animals are burning down the target. And, you know, it was also interesting with black people who are just like, I don't understand they don't understand why why this is necessary. They think that this is foolish. And there was some other guy who was trying to be fake woke on his Instagram, you know, trying to quote, I don't know, some 5% or stuff. But he was just on some, you know, this is not how we're supposed to do it. Martin Luther King said that we need to be peaceful and we need to, you know, bend a knee and we need to have conversations with. And in my mind, it's just like, in what twilight zone are you living in? Like, yeah. have you not seen us, you know, I mean, you have Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> we cru- crucified him for taking the knee, right? I mean, people right. tried to be um, uh, peaceful. We tried to have conversations, but how many more people do we need to die for that to, you know, for anything to change? And people love to throw, you know, um, you know, Martin Luther King um, into this. And, and yeah, I know Martin is just looking down from heaven, like, oh, will you niggas let me rest? Like y'all just love. <laughs> To throw my name in shit, talking about you know peace and pe- being peaceful and things of nature, which absolutely that was one hundred percent, you know, a, a large portion of of his fighting and, and his beliefs. But Martin also told y'all and tried to tell y'all many times, like, yeah, we're peaceful now, but if y'all don't start being responsive to us, if y'all don't start giving black people rights, I can't guarantee how much longer this is going to happen or it's going to be like this because people. Are getting tired, and even towards the end of his life, you know, he started talking about how, like, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know how much longer this is going to be, you know, sustainable because it's. I'm not. He didn't say it wasn't working, but it's like if you guys don't, if you guys do not start, you know, looking at people as people and holding people more valuable than things, um, you know, this whole place is going to crumble, and none of this is going to work. And lo and behold here we are, you know, and, you know, people love to love, like I said, they, they love to talk about, you know, being peaceful and Mount, uh, Martin um, Luther King and things of that nature. But people take, you know, Martin Luther King's out of context, Martin Luther King rather, excuse me, out of context all the time. And especially, you know, especially, you know, like white people love to, to, to use him as a way, this is the way to do it. This is how you should protest. Well, we did it that way, and you still killed Martin Luther King. Yeah, we did it Malcolm's way, and y'all still killed Malcolm. We, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you, we, yeah. you killed all our leaders. You know, yeah. you so killed. What, what, what way can we do it? <laughs> you, you drove out of Sada. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what way can we do it? Y'all killed Fred Hampton. Like you know what I'm saying? Like what? What do y'all want? What do you want? <laughs> you know, I think that for me, when I'm thinking about, you know. <sighs> moving, you know, toward like, you know, this, this idea of resolution solution, because, you know, people are talking like, what do we do? What do we do? I personally think that what's happening right now is, is, is the start. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not out here. I'm not out here doing, doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was having a conversation with my, with a friend the other day and we just yesterday, actually, and we were talking about how, like, before we had kids and, like, things of nature, and when we had young knees and young backs and stuff like that, like, you know, we were out here at these protests, we were, you know, and, you know, when uh, Rakia Boyd was murdered and Sandra Bland and, you know, all this, we were right there at at, um, at Union Square 
uh, you know what I mean, marching and engaging in protests and things of that nature, you know, and I can't necessarily be out there the way that I want to now because, you know, I have, I have kids and we you know we're in the middle of this pandemic. Yeah. We're, yeah. You know what I mean? But like this, like this is the, this is the start. Cor- Cornell West was on CNN last night and he was talking about how like, you know, uh, the 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 system cannot reform itself and that essentially like this America is a social experiment that has failed and this is what happens this is how nations fail this is what happens when you don't make penance for or, or repent for you know the original sin um of of slavery this is what happens when you continue to, to oppress people people get sick and tired of it they're sick and tired and unfortunately you know, there's the, the, you know, we talk about, we need to have conversations about reform. I don't know. Cause how, we, we can't reform it the way that it is. It has to be a completely different, a completely it, new system. It has to be system. burnt down. It has to be burnt down, has to be torn down. And hopefully from that, you know, from the ashes, something good will come out of it. It will come of it. Yeah. It has to, be, it has to be that way, you know, and that's why my viewpoints have changed a little bit. Like, I like results. I'm a results-driven individual. I like to think about what the solution could be. And, you know, I've led a lot of these talks in the past. I've had these forums, you know, talking about race relations. And, you know, I've done all of that stuff. I've been on the front line. I've led protests. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've done that. And I find that, you know, people like protests because they, that's a way that they can, you know, say that they're a part of the movement, right? I'm going to just show up like, yo, I was out there. Were you out there? No, nah, you weren't out there. So then you're not about it, right? Mm-hmm. But my concern with a lot of these, you know, these, these reactionary um, things is when everybody goes back home, what is happening? You know what I mean? Like we can have all the forums we want to talk, but is, are we, are we, is it, is it a think tank? Are we talking to come up? Are we like, yo, we're not leaving this room until we have something on paper that at least can, can be a first step of moving forward? Because we can talk all day at a forum about how it sucks to be black and how the, the, the police state, you know, is, 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 is destroying our people. We can have that, you know, we can pontificate, we can sit and we can, you know, let people know how woke we are, but what is the end goal? Like, what is the, is the real takeaway that we talked about it, that we were, you know, we got some people together and we talked about it, or I, I was at that protest what are you doing? Like, and even if, if you don't know what to do, are you coming with together with some friends like me, you, you know, um, uh, Dave, Will, you know, all of us back in the day, Marley, when we used to be at the DA's office, we would take our lunch breaks to actually talk about these things and try to really figure out how, how do we address some of these real issues, right? Yeah. And I feel like that's what we need to do right now. Like social media, you know, everybody's posting pics. Yeah, I was there. That's nice, you know, but that doesn't make you an activist because you left your house to go protest on the street or you're going to host a conversation about it. What are you... You know, like I was talking to Marley yesterday and we were just, you know, we were just brainstorming. Like it wasn't, it wasn't um, intentional, but we were brainstorming. I was like, you know what? We're talking about the police system being corrupt or being broken, right? We're talking about the training. Everybody's wondering about training. Where are the occupational therapists? Where are the organizational psychologists? Where are the criminologists that could sit together and say, hand me that police training manual? And let me redline the shit out of that. Correct. 
Are we are we testing? Are we vetting the police officers properly? Exactly uh, to, to see if they are, are involved with like um, any type of like racist um, uh, or, or right leaning, exactly. um, you know, political groups or things of that nature. Like, you know, are, are we providing PTSD therapy? Are we ensuring that these people are highly, you know, enough have enough education? to be a police officer. Cause I, I mean no harm, you know what I mean? But like, I feel like if you're going to be a police officer, like if I have to go to law school in order to practice law, you need to go to some sort of school and, and obtain some sort of doctorate in my opinion. And no, again, you know, I totally agree with you <laughs> because we're here like, and you know, up, up, you know, enforcing or like, or we're protecting right in a sense or where, you know, we have our role as, as attorneys. However, uh, the law enforcement person, they're supposed to be, you know, in f- making sure that people are, 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 are being law abiding citizens. They don't even know the law. They don't even know, like, you know, oh, what, yeah. what technique to use to like, you know, detain somebody. I mean, like there needs to be a re- like this little eight week, six, six week business that they have going on here. Like there needs to be for me, what I what I would what I said before was that there has to be some sort of periodic psychological exams. There needs to be unconscious bias training every six months to check somebody's bias, because with a lot of these officers, yeah. you know, there have been studies in other parts that show that a lot of them have. Un, you know, everybody has an unconscious bias. Every black people do too. Against white Absolutely. people, against, like we all have it. So it's not like a dirty word. Mm-hmm. But you have to recognize it. And if you if 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 you are you know somebody who 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 you know is is ranking high in the unconscious bias uh, world, maybe law enforcement when you're interacting with black and brown people might not be for you. Correct. Possibly. You know? <laughs> you know, or or if, if you feel like it's for you, like then you need to do some real therapy or training some or something. Yeah, you need to do some work. You know, and and it's it's you know it's like it's, it's what you were saying. You know, like you have, you know, you have to ensure that there are p- these people who are in the communities who are you know enforcing you know the laws. You know, you have to make sure that these people have the mental capacity to understand exactly what their job is you know your job is not to go out here and effectuate or play out your you know sadistic um fantasies or desires that you may have about you know committing violent acts against Mm -hmm. you know people that you you don't like because of the color of the skin or their sexuality or what have you you know what i mean that's not what the role of a of, of a police officer is supposed to be um but because the of the the way that these institutions were formed and the racist practices that, you know, have shaped, you know, the, these agencies and these these organizations for decades and decades, you know, it, it cannot be, it's not going to spring forth from this framework. You need new bones. These bones are broken. <laughs> I'm glad you said you need new bones. Somebody, yeah. you know, I was looking through the, the PBA, you know, roster last night, mm-hmm. looking at the leadership. Nothing but white men. White men who, you know... I mean, I don't know. In, the, in, the, in one of the most diversities in, in yeah, America. All of them. White men. Irish last names. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Where is the, like, where is the diversity in this? The diversity and inclusion specialist can't just be with the support staff. Correct. You know? Right. The yeah. clerk, That's cool that y'all got a new paralegal. Y'all got some black paralegals. That's great. But Yeah. But the, at the top, you know what I mean? Because yeah. clearly you and guys... And they love to have a black... And they love to have a black lawyer to defend them. These these, yes. these these Yes. 
it's like it's like it's just like the gaming is real you know it's just like this game is real like you clearly are, do not have a handle on this why don't you put in you know why don't you add a black face to your roster yeah. to the leadership you know what i mean yeah. i think that that would shake things up maybe a little bit but i think that we you know, with everything that's going on here. I mean, the George Floyd situation is unfortunately just, it's another hashtag. And, it, and you know, we have to, it's like we have to, because I feel like what happens in this country, in our communities is that, you know, we out here, we protesting. Trayvon, you know, we protesting Sandra Bland. We're protesting all these individuals. And then at some point, it dies out a little bit. You know, we go, we go back to somewhat normal until another killing comes out. And then we're like, yo, man, we got to rally the troops. But no, no work has been done in, in the interim. And so... You, you know what, Rita? And, and, and I'm going to say this, and, you know, we can, we, can, we can talk it out or whatever, but, like, you know, I feel like there is no clear-cut leadership. You know what I mean? I feel like at least back in the civil rights days, or civil rights movement, rather, excuse me, you know, you had your... Um, Martins and your Malcolms and your Stokely's and your um, James Baldwin's and even predated in that you had your Freddie Douglas's, your Du Bois, um, you uh, your 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 Booker T. Washingtons and your Marcus Garvey's and you know you had you had your people even going into like the '80s and things of nature. You had your Jesse Jacksons and your Al Sharptons and your Louis Farrakhan's. Like you had your people who you looked to as your leaders. And there was at least some semblance of, of organization because we made strides, you know what I mean? But I feel like, you know, where are we, where are we right now? You know, who is taking on that, that mantle, you know, who, we were having a conversation about this off the record, you know what I mean? About like, you know, who we're not looking for a savior. You know, I won't, I'm not saying it that way, but who is, who are we looking to right now? Who, who, who has the plan? Who is, who is the organizer, you know? I don't know. I you know I know that there you know there are people out there that are vying for that number one spot, but like I don't know who to trust. I, you know we won't. I'm not trying to you know I'm not, I'm not even going to throw any names out there right now. I think we I think you kind of know who we're talking about, but like yeah. <laughs> who who do we trust? You know I don't I don't know. That you is, know, and it's funny because somebody you know on one of my pages they didn't comment on anything I said, but I saw one of their their posts and they were like, where are the where is this the same thing? Where are the black leaders? We have so many leaders, black leaders in in power and in, in or powerful positions, rather, yeah. right? Because that's another question too. Yeah, they have powerful positions, but do they really have the power? Are they doing anything with it? Yeah, and we're not seeing a lot. I mean, with all of the black people that we that I've seen, you know, when it comes to Black History Month, that have been highlighted as being the first, this, that, and the third. I ain't seen not a man really coming out. And I think you're right. I think that, I mean, that's how we've always operated. We've always had to have somebody to look to to kind of give us that, that road map. I'm seeing a lot of like street activists. Yes, that's important. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but you're, you're mobilizing your block. You're mobilizing yeah. your city. But even in that mobilization, like what is, like where is the, the agenda, like that national agenda, like you said, like Martin Luther King had, that Malcolm mm -hmm. X had, where is that, national agenda and i'm not and i think that this lack of leadership is is like you like i mean i i would agree that that is where we are kind of going wrong 
that there is like, who is that person? Who's that David? You know, who's the David that's gonna, you know, sling Goliath? Like where, always the underdog, right? So where are you underdog? We're waiting for you. (laughs) We're waiting for you. It's, 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 you know, you, you have your names, you know, you, you you have your Sean Kings, you have your Dr. Umar's, you have your Tariq Nasheed's, you know, these people who have, you know, a lot of people's ears, but what are you really doing with it? Like, you know, with Sean and, and, and Umar, where's the money? With Tariq Nasheed, it's like, okay, sometimes you say right things, you know, but in the same breath, you'll call a black woman a B-I-T-C-H in, in a minute <laughs> or H-O-E. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, you know, who are we, who are we listening to? You know, I, me personally, I think that the people who are really out here doing the real work and who we should really be listening to are, are, are black women, you know, the, the Tamika Mallory's and the, uh, the Brittany Packnett's, um, you know, and it's, you know, but unfortunately, and we can talk about this all day, you know, black, it, it's, it's, we don't listen to our women enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? And get loud and proud. Yeah. You know, we, we just don't listen to, we don't listen to them enough and we can't get enough people to get behind. I don't know. But we, I don't know who, I, I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. And that's, and that's, that's one reason why I really appreciate the nation, the nation of Islam, um, because a lot of people didn't agree with everything that they had to say. I mean, I'm not a Muslim, but you know, I've been studying Arabic for the larger part of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've, I've always been connected to my Muslim brothers and sisters. But, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like with the nation, like even to this day when I hear um, Farrakhan speak, it 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 moves something in my system. It moves me to want to act. Like I feel like, yo, where's where's you know wh- where do I need to go? What do I need to do? I don't say that I agree with everything that he has to of say. Not. Of course not. You know, but there's something to be said about organization. There is something to be said about and and having a powerful leader, an articulate leader, somebody who's who's willing to you yeah, know who yeah, knows how to drive. Yes, one hundred percent. I, I agree 100%, you know what I mean? And I mean, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I could be wrong, but I feel like I, I, maybe I'm just asking a question because I really just don't even, I don't know. I'm so like, I feel like I'm just so used to all this stuff happening that like I'm kind of even becoming numb to it a little bit. That's dangerous. But yeah, but it's kind of like, you know, who do we need? Do we, is, that, is that what the issue is? Do we need someone in the driver's seat? I, you know, I feel like we do need someone in the driver's seat. I, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be, I don't know. We, you know, obviously president Obama, you know, he is the one voice that we're all listening to. And he seems to be speaking, um, you know, more directly about racism now. Um, you know, he did it obviously when he was in office, but he obviously has some of his shackles for lack of better words as a black man in America, (laughs) um, you know, taking off now to be able to speak a little more freely. I don't know. So I, I just want somebody to, take up that mantle yeah i mean um i just want somebody 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 has to somebody has to get us all on the same page because that's another issue too we're all on we're all over the place we're all on different pages meanwhile we're arguing and trying to figure out what's the right way and we're you know doing all this and you know people you know the police just put their knee on gregory um george ford's floyd's um neck killed him and we'll probably get away with it no, he's that. I mean, listen. <laughs> you look at the. You saw the medical report and everything. Like they're no. already. They're I was already like, to sow them seeds so he can get away with it. 
Yeah, no, they already, they already set that up talking about, you know, coronary heart issues, intoxication. Possible. 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 Yeah, possible. But the fact that they even put, you don't even, I mean, they wrote the word possible, but nobody saw possible. They just saw intoxication. Well, what's and, crazy is that, like, you, especially, they put that in the, in the criminal complaint. Did you, did you read the complaint? I did. If we had written up a complaint like that when we were prosecutors, we would have got fired. Listen. <laughs> I was reading that. I was like, this is a fix. You don't write up something you like. You're basically throwing in the defenses, all the defenses arguments mm-hmm. in your write up, yep. your statement of probable cause. I wish, yeah, right. Please, like that is a setup. That that is. You, you, it looks like you're trying to like you're talking about possible intoxicants. Like you don't even know what. Like you, you know you don't you, you haven't even gotten the toxicology report back to say exactly what the intoxicants are, but you're already saying that they contributed to his death. The intoxicants that you don't even know what they are. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, go and, ahead. I'm fine. No, I was gonna say we see that time and time again. Like, what happened with the um, Ahmad Arbery, the DA? You know, coming out talking about, well, I don't really see any evidence. Yeah, pass that buck like four yeah. times. Yeah, <laughs> like it just doesn't make it. Just you know, it's it's just in our face again, you know, right? Like even with, and that's why, that's why people continuously say that the system is rigged and that the system is fixed. And you know, you can't even argue. Like, it's funny, like as prosecutors, former prosecutors, you, some of us can't even argue with that. We have to stay silent. Like, well, not all the cases. <laughs> yeah. The and, cases. And, and I will say, I will say, you know, at least when, when, when we were there, um, you know, once uh, we, we were under new leadership, I'll, I'll leave it at that. You know, we definitely saw, you know, changes, you know, being put forth so that the place could, so that, you know, dr- justice could actually be served and, you know, not, not just, not just conviction, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I, you know, but unfortunately like these little, these little places, you know, these little towns or these little, or I won't even say little, but these middle America towns or cities where these things happen, these people aren't, they're not worried about progressive, you know, um, <clears throat> the prosecution. No one in Minneapolis or in Minnesota, they, those people are not concerned about progressive um, prosecution. They're concerned about, you know, that 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 hand in hand or in tandem, working in tandem that so many people think DA's offices and police offices have. Um, you know, that really happens out there. Although out here in Brooklyn, you know, where we were, that wasn't the case because I can think of how many times did we get. I know I got into arguments and fights and, and several and, times. Several times. <laughs> it actually made my day. Complained about even. <laughs> yeah, it actually made my damn day. But, you know, it's real in other places. You know what I mean? So, I we that's what I'm saying. Like, we just have to, we've got to figure out some way to get on some sort of level, uh, not level playing field, but it's on the same page so that, you know, because while all this is going on, while we're arguing and trying to figure it out, you know, they're just killing us left and right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what's happening. And, you know, I think that I'll probably end up bringing you back. I think we'll probably do a, a, a maybe a, a Facebook live or something. But, you know, I definitely. Yeah, but I'm, I, what else I got to do? I'm here. So yeah. whatever you want to do it. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. I think we got it because, you know, this is we can go on forever. I'm looking. I'm like, damn, we've been on here for so long already. Yeah. But there's just so much more. Like, you know, I wanted to get into the charges because I know a lot of people you know who you know whether they're savvy to the law or not are just like third degree manslaughter like this <laughs> yeah, is yeah. nothing and so now i'm seeing hashtags to raise the charge raise the degree people are asking for wow. the degree to be raised yeah and 
and I I get it. I mean, you want to talk about this another time because I cause I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like you know maybe if you know if you're comfortable, we could probably do like a like a um, like a Facebook Live this week, kind of like a continuation conversation. Yeah, let's do let's let's do that. Yeah, I have my I have my, I have my thoughts about that too. Yeah, me, yeah, because uh, there's so much, there's so much. Yeah. But, you know, we got to wrap it up at some place or else yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to be like, yo, what, what type of five-hour special is happening? <laughs> right. <laughs> a town hall. You know, a town hall. or podcast town hall. Uh, but thank you so much, Paul. I mean, as always, you know, you are definitely like another another powerful voice on this um, on this show. And I think that because... You know, we, you know, we've kind of gone through, you know, our career a little bit together and we, you know, we're both black individuals who are passionate about, you know, social justice and and reform. And we and we actually have knowledge of the system. Um, it makes these conversations a lot more robust. And I think that we're, you know, we easily feed off of each other, even if we don't always, you know, um, necessarily agree. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, I think that it's really important that people yes, engage in conversation, but, you know, let's, let's start really coming up with some solutions. And I saw a post the other day that was powerful. You know, if you don't know, if you don't have the words to say, you don't know what to say, repost some, somebody else who does know. Who does. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to say that you don't know something. I I agree 100%. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing when it comes to, you know, because that's the question a lot of people are asking, what can I do? What do I do? I feel charged. What do I do? And you might not know what to do, but you know, having conversations with your, with, with your friend to, to come to it, not just to talk, but to come to a solution to figure out, Hey, okay, what do I do? Well, let's, let's talk about what some of the issues are. Huh? I'm a lawyer. Maybe I can do this or, Oh, I know a, you know, I don't know, a forensic psychologist or an organizational psychologist. Maybe we can put together some sort of proposal. Like, you know, it might not go far but doing that could be what you do you know trying to really make a a, a tangible change you know so yeah, I, I agree 100 percent. yeah oh man so paul i don't know what you got you know going for the rest of the day but <laughs> i hope i hope it involves something that you know allows some decompression because these topics are definitely heavy and they take a lot out of you yeah i i agree same same to you i don't know what i'm gonna do but it's gonna involve me getting out of the house today i'm looking yeah. out my window the sky is blue so nice yeah i'm gonna I might <clears throat> my mother or something i don't know yeah i'm gonna get out of the house go do something all right paul well thank you so much for you know being on this show again and everyone thank you so much for tuning into another episode of according to rp on wjms radio it's your girl rita pierre your host and with that being said we'll talk to you guys next week stay safe stay sane and stay woke love you guys all right you are listening to according to rp on wjms radio tune in each and every sunday can't wait to come back 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's all online. WJM.